Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 36 of Post and Pints. As always, my name is Matt. Joined with me as always is Dre, Kyle, and Alec. But for the first time in podcast history, yes, that's right, 36 episodes, and we have a returning guest, friend of the pod, Capo of the Sons of Ben, Adam Booth, welcome back. I am an FOP. I like that. Hi. Good to be back, gentlemen. It's actually funny because now uh, I've moved since the last time uh, we potted. So I have a completely different background going now. Yeah. I, it's, uh, But yeah, I'm happy to be back. Happy to talk some uh, some footy with the lads, you know. Man, and you're absolutely, from me, who's a listener of you, your pod is absolutely killing it. So even if you are a supporter of the Philadelphia Union or not, Sons have been the pod. It's an absolutely great time. Adam, dive into a little bit for people who don't know. So, I mean, look, it's me and my boy, Matt Gnazic. He is the president of the Sons of Ben, the standing president of the Sons of Ben, me and him, uh, and our boy, Devin Garcia, who uh, one of the best producers in the land. Uh, he, We all just started a podcast literally at the beginning of the year because we always knew we had discussions with the Sons of Ben, and we always were talking to our supporters, but it was kind of hard to get, like, a centralized voice in a place where we could just be like, okay, here's where things are being discussed. And if you were curious about what's going on with our day-to-day, like the front office stuff, like what are we doing with our tailgates or anything, we just wanted to give them a centralized like location for it. So we started the podcast and it was great. We had a couple guests on, we had Red Bull legend, Sebastian Latou on, you know, we were, uh, we had, um, you know, um katie fellinger from cbs3 we had um just a bunch of people like a bunch of people before covid struck mm-hmm. then covid hit and basically like the C- and it was right before famously right before the union started our season opener so our home opener at least and it was like right. very depressing but we were like we kept it going kept it going all this time and it kind of diver- devolved into or evolved if you will into you know just Philly soccer chat, you know, we brought in a lot of guests. We've had Jim Curtin. Uh, we've had Alexi Lawless. We've had Jimmy Conrad. You know, we've had Jason Davies from uh, the, uh, it's always, or um, the United States of soccer. <laughs> and, a um, question about one of your guests, though. I don't yeah. know. What was it like hearing Alexi Lawless's voice and knowing you couldn't just mute the TV? <laughs> it was a weird, surreal kind of moment because, like, having Alexi Lawless on at the time was just like, when when our tiny podcast having the, even the ability to talk to anyone who had any merit in U.S. soccer was like okay, let's totally do it. And it's just like I am a hundred percent aware of everything that Alexi Lalas is and continues to be as a human. I I got it's just you know you try not to bemoan the people who have done the the solid of you coming on your lowly podcast in South Philadelphia, but <laughs> you know there's a part where you're and you know the thing is. It's 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 fun talking to a guy like that because he's really self-aware, despite like how it is perceived. You know, he understands that a lot of this, a lot of people, especially in the American soccer field, he's a heel. You know, he's kind of this weird kind of thing that we've tolerated for a long time, kind of like Mike Tirico. Not Mike Tirico. What's the um, Lee Corso? That's it. I love Lee Corso, but that's been about 10 years too late when that one. I'm a guy to be honest with you. That. Self-aware is an improvement. I feel like if you had Joe Buck on a podcast, he'd have no clue. Man, I <laughs> I would listen to at least two episodes of the Joe Buck podcast just to see where the general like vibe was. Like how, Matt, how it are sounds you- like there's going to be at least 45 minutes of this 45-minute podcast. <laughs> 
I'm telling you right now, Troy, to convert this third and ten, they're going to need at least ten yards. <laughs> no, man, why, why are you giving me the – oh, man. So this is such a f- inside Philadelphia moment, but uh, there's a guy who used to be um, the commentator for the Phillies and back in our like really good days, like in 2010. His name was Chris Matthews Sr., also known as Sarge. And he is the like John Madden was more descriptive than this gentleman was when it came to talking about a play. He'd be like, you, you know, when you have a three and one count, you know, one ball could be a ball. But if you take that ball, it could also be a strike. So you got to be aware. And oh it's God. just like, wow. oh, it's at just this like, point, give me a beer and a microphone and I'll fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> I can just, mute the TV. <laughs> I can just I can see it now, Dre commentating baseball. Okay. Pitcher. Don't know his name. Throws a ball. I don't know what type of ball it was. Um uh the umpire he screams something. I think it's a strike. Okay. Oh, I don't even have to go oh. that far. Dre come Dre doing baseball would just be Bob Menry without any of the voice acting talent. Here's the, the thing Dre, I love about bring, it. Go ahead. Bringing this back to soccer a little bit. I was listening to uh Matt Harmon on the uh, Red Bulls radio talk commentating the last game. And I shit you not, like, I, I'm, I'm listening to the game and I have no idea what's happening. I literally you can watch no an entire game and not was, know one thing that Who happened. had the ball, who scored a goal, who got nothing. I know, I don't know which yeah, side of the pitch no, are, they're atrocious. none of that. You, might, him, you might hear him drive. be excited and just go, oh my God, doesn't explain it. 20 minute drive and I had no clue who was doing better, who scored, nothing. So I'm like, okay, well, this is useless. So do you, do you guys have a radio team? It's on it's on tuning it's on tuning radio. Yeah, they have a they have okay. a, a radio broadcast. So not very good at anything, but they're there. I, I think we're in your. Go ahead. It's just live updates on where Royer's missed penalty shot is in orbit. <laughs> oh, hey, at least it, it's Guayin. Oh, well, well, we're, we're gonna to we're gonna to talk that. about that. So. <laughs> First and foremost, guys, we've already had an awesome conversation. I never want this podcast to end. <laughs> we got to talk about what we're drinking. Adam, your returning guest, what are you enjoying this evening? I am enjoying a nice Modelo Especial. Uh, that is only because Ooh. my dudes at 2SP are still in the lab finishing our new Sons of Ben beer, which all of you gentlemen will obviously get some. But it's just we got to finish it. I will say we have a name. I will not be telling you what that name is, but we have a name. So we are. If we're it's Ilsenio, if it's Ilsenio based, I will not drink it. If it's Brendan Aronson based, I might try it. <laughs> it's American. <laughs> it's it, wait, it, but it's it's American born, so it's got to be Brendan okay. Aronson. Okay. okay. It might be just Mark McKenzie. You don't know. Ooh. Medford Messi. I don't know. Medford. Yo, here's the fun part. Watch out for his brother. Oh, his brother. Oh, yo, like. <laughs> Listening to Sons of Ben the Pod, I'm more excited about his brother. And then I'm excited about the sister that's apparently like Oh, she's Adam is We need to protect that man's mother's womb for like future generations. They've well, they've had his dad on the pod, and it was that was one of the best ep- apparently the daughter is the most aggressive of the bunch. They need to start the women's Philadelphia Union. She'll already be a star. No, we we are already assuming we're going to lose her to sky blue because of like, you know, territorial rights or whatever. But it's like legitimately <laughs> it's like it, the holiday brothers in the NBA. All three of them are currently in the NBA. Two of them play for the Pacers and they all say, yeah, our sister's the best athlete in the family. And it's not even a close second. And it's like that the Aronson brothers are just like, 
we're great. We're going to go to Europe and play soccer. Cause like, I'm already predicting the 16 year old is eventually going to go to Europe because why, why would he not? And it's like, they're also saying, but our sister on the other hand, and it's just, I hear those stories too all the time. Like my sister is the best athlete in my family too. And I'm always just like, I really wish women's sports had more gusto behind it and a lot more leagues and some solid foundation because then these really great athletes in these really great athletic families can be showcased it's like what if the watts had a sister you know she (laughs) must be amazing at whatever the hell she does as well you know yep very nice dre what are we drinking i am drinking a beautiful spot in oktoberfest because it is oktoberfest time and that's what you drink during oktoberfest in september (laughs) Kyle, it's what are you September. drinking? Oktoberfest starts September 21st. You, you even want me to tell you? It should be um, fairly obvious at 36 right. episodes in. Wait, can, can, can you, can can you, can you breathe into yeah. the mic? Sure. Adam, let me smell on, your Adam, breath. You as, let me smell your breath. <laughs> as, a, as a frequent listener to the, the Post and Pints podcast, that is a PBR. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Let's get it. I am far too lazy to ever go to the liquor store. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair enough it's, i actually have one beneath me thank god like, we have yeah. thank god we have like a stockpile of pbr some people Jake. stockpile ammunition kyle stockpiles yeah there's PBR. still like 40 more cases in the shed wait i gotta say kyle real quick when you whenever you come back to philly you gotta come down there's a place on south street called bob and barbara's it is like the mecca of dive bars in a city of dive bars and wait wait hold on let, let me follow with this. Do they allow yeah. people without shirts in? <laughs> they might. It's actually right. and here's the here's the thing. Thursday night's drag night, so they got a lot of interesting. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, interesting Kyle, you, you can walk right in. A lot of interesting rules, but no, but it's like it, it is the mecca of PBR in the city, and like it's just it flows in every possible way. It's only two dollars a can. It's like the best. And oh, now God. here's the thing. <laughs> Look at it his is, face. He's like, got to be better than buying beer at the TLA. oh my oh god bless the tla but now they uh they definitely it's about seven blocks from the tla unfortunately but still it is like the best place it was two blocks away from my old apartment i used to go there like every week and you just sit there it is again it is a mecca of dive bars and just the pbr flows like water from the ceiling it's great very nice Yeah, it's been way too long since i actually took a trip into philly Usually, I just go to Westchester to probably watch Red Bull lose a playoff game. <laughs> that is no, that's just regular Chester. Westchester is where Bam is from, right? Oh, that's true. Castle My Bam. Fault. Castle Bam. <laughs> Sorry, also, I, have, I have him on the brain today. I was watching one of his crazy interviews where he makes up his own language. I'm here for that. Fun fact Entertaining. about <laughs> fun fact about that: Chester and Westchester are in two separate counties. Just and like. Che- just like Virginia goes to the west, west of Chester. So here's the fun part. Chester itself, Westchester is west of Chester. Chester County is where Westchester is. Delaware County is where the actual city of Chester is. That's just too confusing. That's 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 too much geography. Alex, what are you drinking? <laughs> I got uh Knob Creek old fashioned pre-made. It's actually really good. Mm. Not gonna pre-made lie. Pre-made old like fashioned? That sounds like pre-made. sacrilege. Dude, it was it, it came in this little glass like apothecary bottle. I think it was like six ninety nine, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna try one." And actually, I got two. Was it as good as the drink with four million grams of sugar you had two weeks ago? Ah, 
No. <laughs> that was the Cayman, I, Cayman Jack. What was it? Mojito. It's like 300 calories. It was literally like the, uh, the oh boy. one little glass jar had the same amount of sugar as like four Coca-Cola cans. So it was just God alcoholic damn. diabetes in a cup. <laughs> yeah, it was literally like I, I drank two and I'm like, wow, this is fantastic. I turn around. I'm like, I need to go to the hospital. I think I have diabetes. <laughs> I don't ever want to be made fun of ever again for drinking anything pumpkin spice when basically Alex was drinking liquid diabetes last week. Nah, nah, uh, I will take nah, liquid pumpkin diabetes over pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding yeah. me, Matt? Get out of here. Get out of my head. Yeah. Get out of my house. My Nobody's house. in your house. You're in my opinion. Discord channel, all right? Get out of my Discord channel with your pumpkin spice. Y'all go full send. I will I will I will ejecto cedo cuz I will okay. ban you from this channel and replace you with Adam. <laughs> I don't think yeah, any that's fine. Anyway, no, we got no, no, no one says Please. anything. Oh, okay. <laughs> hey Adam, what are you doing uh, next go. month? Matt. Yeah. Go. Hey Matt. Hey Matt, What's what are you drinking? Oh, th- I'm, I'm I'm so glad someone asked. Thank you, Adam. <laughs> I have, uh, big shout out to Costco. I might never buy beer from the liquor store again because because ten dollar four packs are like right up my alley. Oh, I'm getting I'm getting pulled away. What's going on? I just want to express to you the difference between the state of New Jersey and the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania because you just <laughs> said you bought beer from a Costco. Hell yes, yeah. I did. That was that's an option. Yup. Yeah. Look, man, look, we were discovered by Quakers and we got Byzantine fucking laws here. Like, we just got, like, Wegmans is the only supermarket in Acme, or the only ones allowed to sell. Actually, no, Whole Foods now, too. We just got supermarket uh, beer and wine and all that stuff. Costco, forget about a Costco (laughs) having that stuff. So, there was a minute where you uh, could buy like a barrel of Jack Daniels. Yes, like literally, like, it's like $10,000. You can can do that in the South. When I yeah. go to Myrtle Beach, I can do that at the Costco. But up north, I was like, that's the thing? Uh, all yeah. right. We have to have one nice thing, because God knows there aren't many. <laughs> so I'm just drinking a variety pack from uh, Jersey Girl Brewing Company, because I continue to get made fun of, and I keep being called, you know, a Jersey Girl. So, Are you yeah. on the can? I am on the can. <laughs> that's what I thought. I'm, lit- I'm literally, like, I'm getting actual sponsorship money, so huh, sucks TV. A little better it. than that Ben Affleck movie, though. Everything's oh. better than the Don Black movie. Um, there's, there's been so many great movies about New Jersey and then so many clunkers. So and it's just movies. like. I just recognized, I recognized the Clerk series and Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. There's literally yes. a scene where they're driving by where it says East Brunswick. And I'm like, huh, I live there. We made a movie. <laughs> I have a, that's my like halfway point to new york i feel is always when i see the east brunswick new brunswick sign and i'm like exit even though my per my personal favorite has always been perth amboy yeah that's hey, that's always a good fantastic food there perth amboy is where, where like the bad smell starts is the perth amboy north <laughs> yeah, is where the yeah, shit yeah. smell yeah. is the amboy right smelling like shit in like it's bay. right next to staten it's island not quite taylor ham county though yeah. see no, i've no. i've want I once actually had to bypass Philly on a road trip where I was coming from the South and I actually had to go to New York. So I did the Delaware Memorial bridge and did all of South Jersey through all of North Jersey. And I'm like, for a small state, you guys could not be flipping more different. Like that, (laughs) the North and the South of New Jersey are just like barely, like barely connected by a couple pizza slices and like Rutgers. 
You're not That's wrong. You're not wrong. Plus, it's 2020. I'm pretty sure they moved the Mason Dixon line somewhere up there too. Yeah. Look, man. It, look, it was never. It was always exit six on the turnpike and below that. Yeah, below that you have Chew and you're riding around in a lifted pickup truck. Yeah. For me, it was always every area outside of Philadelphia and the rest of Pennsylvania. You're not that was wrong. always the line. <laughs> You're not wrong. I feel like when I'm going on a road trip towards, like, say, Ohio, there's like that maybe 10 minutes where I don't need to have a red hat on or I'm going to get shot. <laughs> Look, that, what, uh, what is that family vacation where uh, Chevy Chase is like, roll them up? You get in the car in Philly, you fill up the gas tank, and you're like, please take me to Pittsburgh with this. I just need you to get me all the way to Pittsburgh. As long as I don't have to stop in West Virginia. Oh, take me home, country roads, to the place I don't belong. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about today. <laughs> hey, are we talking about soccer today at all? Tune in for oh, absolutely episode four. Not. Three-part episode. <laughs> If yeah. you were if you were here for a short MLS update, <laughs> you showed up to the wrong place. Hey, this but is a really catch up a couple with the Post and Planes guys. <laughs> but to catch up with some MLS action going on this week, uh, there were a couple big stories that actually happened. Tori Penso, have you ever heard of the name? Well, you should because she becomes the first female center referee in the MLS since. The year 2000, it's been 20 years, 20 years, too long, 20 years, way too long. And honestly, I think she did a pretty good job for that Nashville versus DC game. Overall, I think she actually, like I said, I I have my opinions about the MLS refs, but we're not going to dive into that one bit. And for the first time since the return of MLS action, a game was canceled due to COVID cases. The Rapids versus Sporting KC game was postponed this week due to the rapid amount of COVID cases. So we're waiting to see what else is going to happen with that. They have not. They said that the game had cases or or what happened? Which players? There was one player and three staff members on the Rapids. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Thank you, Kyle. No problem. (laughs) What a handoff. But. That's the bad news, at least the COVID cases. Great news about Tori Penso. Awesome. I thought that was like so excited because they didn't like advertise it at all. I basically just turned on the game and it's like, oh, cool. That's awesome. That's really cool. I, I'm glad that that's happening. I, I really wish that like, you know, I, I don't know if there was a lack of female reps between 2000 and now because like women don't go into that field or if it was kind of like some gatekeeping going on. But, you know, good for good for Tori. And I hope that. More women do it. I know the Bundesliga one or two years ago finally started having a bunch of female refs. So um, I hope it's a trend that continues on. It just makes the most sense. You know, I mean, it's just like if you look at every other female league in the universe, they have male refs in their league. So what's the diff? I've always been the biggest component of that. I'm a huge college basketball fan. And one of the best coaches in the world is Gina, Gina Armiella. But also another one is Dawn Staley. And people are like, well, can Dawn Stanley coach the men? I'm like, why wouldn't she be able to coach the men? If Gino can coach the women, why can't Dawn coach the men? You know, I didn't know basketball rules were different based on genitals. <laughs> it, it literally isn't. I had no clue. Now that softball it's, it's, thing it's, we got to talk about. Yeah, up. that's a whole nother story. <laughs> the only di- okay, Kyle, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut it real nice and dry for you. The only difference between the women's basketball league and the men's basketball league is the women have the blessing of not having LeBron James complain 45 times a game that he's being fouled going to the hall. Not a basketball podcast. We're not going into that. Wow. <laughs> I'm since, here for that though. 
Oh, we, we, Adam, after this podcast, we'll have some after hours talking about how LeBron James, LeBron James complained to the NBA that he wasn't getting fouled enough. Matt, we have something in the schedule. Shortly after this podcast, you have to do part 40 of uh, your take on MLS versus Premier League refs. I love this. So love the Philadelphia this. Union did a thing. several i heard so since we have adam on the pod of course we're talking about some philadelphia union they've won four of their last five games recently beating the miami of inter cffc fort lauderdale and gonzalo higuain three nothing we're going to talk about it a little bit, but I mean, the Philadelphia Union are not only second in the East, but second in the Supporter Shield race as well. You got a couple of their young stars moving. Adam, w- tell us a little bit about what's going on over there in Chester, PA. This has never been a greater time to be a uh, Philadelphia Union fan. That goes without saying. We are delirious right now in Chester. We, I was actually at the game last night and well, like not in the stadium, but like outside social distancing outside, but like the vibes that you know the fan base has the team has it's it's huge and it's like and it's funny now because everyone else in philadelphia is just absolutely shitting the bed so it's like the union so like union fans because like here's the thing most of us are also uh, fans of the other teams too so it's not like you know, we're just like, hey, we're soccer fans and that's it. Like, there's some of us that are. But for the majority of us, we say we're five for five. I'm 17 for 17 because whatever has Philadelphia on it, I root for it. But it's like you you we are you see so many of the fans now when all the discussions about Philadelphia is like, oh, man, Carson Wentz is terrible and the Phillies missed the playoffs and the Flyers lost in the cup final or in the uh, second round of the Stanley Cup. And like, the, are the Sixers going to hire, you know, Doc Rivers? And I'm like, the Union are in bleeping second place and they're playing and they're <laughs> setting the world on fire with like two young players that are going to be gone at the end of the season to go have great aspirations on other continents. And it's like, and here's the fun part about it is we have a guy like Brendan Aronson who already has his verbal agreement with Salzburg. It seems like he's going to be gone by the end of the season, which I mean, good for him <laughs> you know you're going to go to a uh, champions league caliber club you that know team and good. jesse marsh are a perfect fit for the way he plays just the press they play just couldn't be better i it, absolutely like it is it is a perfect match like there's some times where i'm like it's I, it's easier to get americans into bundesliga because i think visas I'm and sure all the hearing the name easy. red bull makes you want to throw up but yeah. Yeah, but like look but here's the thing about that it's the same thing where it's like am i like it doesn't it's like i'm not gonna buy the jersey but i will admit like if he went to man city i probably would have the same reaction where i'm just like i'm not gonna buy the jersey but you know good like good as shit for him you know that's awesome that he gets to go to that caliber of a club you know the same mindset about christian pulisic i love that christian pulisic is absolutely tearing it up but you won't ever catch me buying chelsea shit (laughs) Blue is the color. Football <laughs> is the game. We're Dude. all together. Do you have like a feeling as as a Philly fan, and especially as a Union fan, since you've been with the club for years, do you have a feeling that like, oh snap, this is going too well. Something's going to come crumbling down soon. Oh, yeah, I get, I get that sometimes with the Red Bulls. We're all very similar. Absolutely. What do you mean, sir, 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 sir? In my life, I've seen every single one of my teams go to a final. How many championships do you think I've seen? 
<laughs> so like i'm completely secure with the fact that everything can come crashing down literally tomorrow like that's that's philadelphia in a nutshell yeah. like we are we can only get so cocky because we know the the rug will be pulled eventually we just don't know when but and until then we yeah right and it's just like and here's the thing as a union fan we've earned this you know, we've gone through so much bullshit with ownership, with lack of signing players, with the and like here's the thing. The ownership can also give us the bird now because they said we're going to invest in this academy. And we were like, we just want you to sign someone. And then eventually this academy has produced that level of talent where I'm even after last night's game, I'm like, so how long are we gonna have Anthony Fontana? Because I think someone's gonna fun. notice. He's been doing <laughs> It's insane that he can't get a starting spot with the way he's been playing. Our midfield is jammed. Who who does he, does he start insane. over Bedoya? Does he start that's over Montero? Does he start have. over Aronson? Like who do you that's play a hell, on? Exactly. That's a hell of a problem to have. I was about to it's, say I'll take I that problem. Dre has said this on numerous occasions. It's a what what do you say? It's, it's a an curse. embarrassment of riches. Embarrassment of riches. Our our midfield situation is is unreal because like again we're still keeping Ilsenio on the bench casually too because it's just <laughs> it's just all of these random humans and now we got so like I'm looking at Fontana who scored what four goals in his last three matches and has only played 113 minutes. Yeah, those four goals that he scored so i'm like how long does some european club look at this and be like we might need to go get him too and like and then i have he's he's on the way so before we continue talking about the game because we're gonna talk about a little bit more about the philly game against miami i want to hear more about the sons of quarantine yes my brothers and sisters in arms is actually kind of funny too because we had the uh the world famous uh pandemic crew of the now not playoff bound Philadelphia Phillies come and join us. And that was a really great experience, but it's just like, it's been cathartic, you know, cause it's just like, I I've known these people for like seven, eight years now. And these are my people, you know, these are people that like when they were kind of, uh, when I thought they were going to cancel the season, I, it made sense obviously because of, you know, global pandemics, but at the same time, you're just like, man, am I not going to see my family? You know, am I not going to see my people? So the fact that, and it was in driving rain last night. Like we were in a monsoon in Chester. No, like no lie. Like they said it was going to be light rain and my clothes are still wet. I saw your tweet, but can you win on a rainy, cold Wednesday night in Chester? In, in Chester. Right, man. Look. I love this club so much only because the best part about it is they're a bunch of us, you know, like Aronson's from, from South Jersey, you know, uh, Mackenzie's from bear Delaware, you know, all of these guys like Fontana is from Pennsylvania. Like all these guys are from right around the damn corner. And it's like, they get, they care. It's like, you saw it. It's the antithesis was last night. You have a guy like Iguain who comes in here and like, beautiful. I get it. It's great for MLS. It's great for Miami. That's what they are. They're going to do. I always tell people there's three cities in America. These guys are going to want to play in Miami, New York, and, and LA. That's it. You know, they're not going to want to play in Chester. I get that. So you got to grow our team. That's, it's going to be a lot more of um, that kind of stuff, but it's like, what what stake do you think Iguain has in the success of Miami Inter Miami as opposed to a kid who grew up going to Union games and is now contributing to Union games? You know, 
like that that difference is like we have photos of Aronson and Matt Freeze, who's our third string goalie, and like all these guys at the original 2010 Union game in the link, and now they're playing for their boyhood clubs. You know that. That's, that's the dream. I was about to say, yeah. you 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 look at it. They have pictures all throughout Red Bull Arena, like especially like if you have the ability of going like before the locker rooms and the tunnels. They allow fans sometimes access to that on like they'll like do events, and you see photos of Alex Wheel, Manhattan, Sean Davis. Um, I can't remember the town. Somewhere in Jersey, in Jersey I think. somewhere in Jersey, but like a lot of the core at the moment or either New Jersey or New York. And there is that sense of pride. And you're always going to have, I always say this, and I get chewed out as a Man United fan all the time. You're is, too drunk to taste that chicken? I am definitely <laughs> too drunk to taste this chicken. But the fact <laughs> oh, that, like, not that, sorry. But you look at it, certain, like, certain players, you can tell when they had to grow up in the academy. Like, I look at Marcus Rashford. Marcus Rashford busts his ass more than anyone else because he knows what it means to put on the badge. And it's easier for someone who comes in at a $100 million transfer. They're not going to know. Like, it's the same thing with Chelsea. You know, you look, look at all the kids that they played last year, and they got, they, they finished fourth, and the average age of Chelsea was, what, 19? I, I, there's, I, you, you have pride. You have pride when you've been with it from the start. One final question before we get to the games. Yeah. And again, I'm not asking you, you know, please, as much Philly pride as you can in this answer. Please. What is your expectation for the rest, not only the rest of this season, but what are your playoff expectations? Because you guys are definitely in the playoffs. <laughs> Lastly, last shout out to Sons of Quarantine. Uh, my boy, Jarrett Nisley, uh, he's the guy who pretty much started the whole thing from scratch. He also started the Union uh, ha- Zoom happy hour with one of our board members, Heather. So shout out to him for the Sons of Quarantine because, again, that's been a so cathartic. And the response of the team to the Sons of Quarantine has been really great. You know, they love it. We love it. And it's great. Um, yeah, we're gonna win MLS Cup. <laughs> That's I'm it. sorry. I, I, I got nothing else. I'm ready to be MLS heard Cup. again. Dre, yeah, Dre, well, I, Dre, well, you well, can't well, laugh. I say, Dre, you can't laugh here. Like they, I'm not taking anything away from Columbus being in first place, but that game was that was a 50 50 game. I'm not laughing because it's impossible. I don't really have a I'm stake in which way it goes. Because hearing it out loud is just so foreign. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that it's no. not doable. Jabilko, Ilsenio, Fontana, Aronson, Blake is killing it in net. Like, it's very possible. It's just I've never heard it out loud and be like, oh, wow, that's the thing that could happen. So my, I just have to cover yeah. all that and laugh. I don't have a yeah, stake no. either way. I just want to see as many games between Philly and Columbus as humanly possible. And, yo, and I'm not going to sit here and pretend like the fact that they scheduled both of our games away at Columbus is not, you know, a kind of a farce, but whatever. We'll talk about that later with, you know, the scheduling. Because, like, I'm just like, look, man, if you want us to eat food against the East Coast right now, let us eat food. I'm okay with that. But at the same time, that's kind of fucked up that you're making me go to Ohio twice and they're not coming to chester but anyway look man why not <laughs> you know like every, <laughs> for every reason that you just mentioned why the hell not you know we have literally a midfield that i've never been prouder of like we got a back line where i have three different center backs that i'm like you know we, any play all three of them 
And then we got wings. I got Kai Wagner now, who is now back from injury after Matt Real, another homegrown, was killing it on the side. I got, you know, Mbizo, Ray Gaddis's backup, killing it on the right side, who was also a, a, a youth product. You know, between McKenzie, Gleznez, and Jack Elliott, I got any my pick of center backs. Look, I... I'm looking at this team right now, and I I also recognize that COVID's a thing, and like there's a disjointed scheduling system and all this. But like, I saw that Union LAFC game before That's everything went awesome. to the shit, and I was like, this team can do that because yeah. it's like who? Because at this point, I'm like, who? Who? The biggest issue the Union used to have was we don't have anyone who can score a goal, and we can't win on the road. We were the second best road record in the MLS last year, and we have now found a 15-goal scorer in Shabilko with also Santos, with also Aronson, with also Fontana. And it's just like, why not? Like, why not? That's a complete team. That's a complete team that bought in to a coach who's been there for seven years, to a, a sporting director who's done it in Germany. You know, like, why not? I have one question that I want to get your opinion on before we move on from this topic, and that is... How much would you die inside if Aronson goes to Salzburg and gets loaned to the Red Bull? Here's the thing. <laughs> I would die a little bit inside, but at the same time, I'm like, you didn't you could have put him you could have sent him to Leipzig? Like, you had to send <laughs> yeah. him all the way back to New York? That's kind of messed up. Like, geez, there was no here. Go home now. Like go home. <laughs> like all the way home. But it was just like, no. But here's the thing. I I do believe he'll be loaded somewhere because he is a, a he had prom a year ago. So yeah. I'm not exactly like hey, as much as all as of I us here. Him. All of us here were at the game where Tyler Adams skipped. I don't know if it was prom, but I think he skipped his Gradu graduation. It was his, his high school missed, graduation. Yeah. He skipped graduation to be at Red Bull Arena and play a game. So, but yeah, yeah no, that, graduation. <laughs> that was a Darby. That was a Darby game. Hold it on. Was, oh, it, it was. It was the Hudson River. Yeah. Okay, I get it. I'm about yeah. to say, he was like, he was playing Colorado. I'm like, go to fucking, go, yeah, to, no. go to your graduation, child. He's like, I, I got to whip somebody's ass. I can't. <laughs> I got to go wipe the floor with David V. I'll be right back. I mean, graduations <laughs> are really anticlimactic anyway, so I understand. Yeah. But so that's all I got. We, so we're going to dive into MLS action, and we are going to start with the Philadelphia Union defeating Gonzalo Higuain's Inter Miami in his debut. He's a fraud. How is it only his on his debut? Gonzalo Royer, right? That's his new name. So I'm going to have Kyle start with the statistics. But before we say anything whatsoever, I need an Andre Blake fan club t-shirt because this man <laughs> does not get the praise on being the best goalie in the MLS. So here's the fun part about this. We looked at the uh, rankings for FIFA. He's like the sixth rated goalie in FIFA for MLS. And I'm we just didn't. like, okay. But here's the thing. Like we are the, the, the greatest catch 22 of Andre Blake's entire existence is the fact that he plays for Jamaica. Cause if he played for any other nation, he would have already been in Europe two years ago. Kamar Lawrence, some, somewhere Kamar Lawrence is agreeing with you heavily mm -hmm. because currently right now Kamar Lawrence is playing in Belgium and that's because he basically, like, he left, moved to Europe and then called the Red Bull and been like, hi, I'd like to get transferred. Um, Well, we really can't do that. Well, I'm actually already in Europe, so you're yeah. going to have to move me. That's a, that's a force. But yeah, it was always Jamaica's FIFA rating that just kept him from being picked up by any freaking real club. And I was just like... Andre Blake, like, there was a reason why he was the first pick of the bleeping draft as a goalie, you know? 
Is he still yeah. the only one who, the only goalie in history to be drafted for first overall? As far as I know, but as you know, the union have opted out completely of the last two super drafts. So I don't know sure what even happened those years. <laughs> so Kyle, break it down. Your point of view. What happened in that game? That's a case to me of number one, Gonzalo Higuain had what almost literally just landed from getting his paperwork through. He should not have been on a field with people that he had not even practiced with. No business being there. Like as much as we can make fun of everything, like that wasn't him. It shouldn't have happened. And number two, I mean, if you look at the numbers, Miami did have the edge on possession and shots. It's just, they could make anything happen and Philly could. Philly's the better team. And Dre, you got anything to add on to that? Was was Philly really that dominant or did Inter Miami just they did I lose was, I always gotta bring this point up since I've said it time and again. Goalkeepers fucking matter. And this game, both Robles and Blake played off their heads. Robles let in a bunch of shots. I get it. But you know, when Aronson steals a ball in the 90th minute and your defense is just gone, okay, you know, you shit out of luck there. El Senio off the bench, you know, another great goal. So, like, Philly had the good goals, but it could have been worse. It really could have been worse. Same way Bayern last weekend lost 4-1. Bayern should have lost 7-1 if it wasn't for Neuer or 6-1. So, you really do got to give credit to Robles and to Blake. But they both played an amazing game in net. It, it's possible that Philly would not have gotten a clean sheet if it wasn't for him. And also, so he I was a couple goals away from starting to scream. Now's not the fucking time, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> You're damn right. I really, I really think there are times like I bet you Luis Robles in the back of his. It's kind of like you're at a job. And you hate your job. You absolutely hate your job. Every single day you walk in and you hate everyone around you. You're in your head cursing them out. And you leave that job. And you go to another job. And then you realize, man, that last job wasn't that bad now, was it? <laughs> yep. Uh, so but what overall, you're saying was, is post the Red Bull. Uh, and Adam, is there anything that these guys missed? Two things. I have a love-hate relationship, obviously, with Luis, Luis Robles. Look. I'm watching both Luis Robles be a decent enough goalie and Bradley Wright Phillips put some goals in. And I'm like, guys, how are y'all feeling? Cause that just seems <laughs> weird to me. I'm still kind of it's not weird. off the it's ledge from the whole BWP too. thing, to be honest with you. The, like, weirdest thing, the weirdest thing is seeing BWP in 66, not 99. Cause I'm like, right. come on. Does, is there really anyone at LAFC with 99 right now? Like, come on. He's holding Girl. like a rack of sweatshirts. What, what the fuck am I going to do with all these? <laughs> had an entire wardrobe set up for this i thought i had the inside track can someone can someone like we okay we're gonna do research after the pod is two nines clothing company still happening or is he trying to get that to two sixes now oh, i feel God. like there has to be a company who's like route 66 is gonna sue the hell out of him oh. they still make jeans somewhere in like a costco so you know there's <laughs> it's a problem but no like his as from the from the union perspective we should have scored five goals I know that, and that's the realness of that. And I'm like, and here's the thing: being a cocky Union fan is super awkward because it's never been a thing ever in our existence. Has there ever been a time where you like other teams would look at us and say they're good? We're 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 not excited to play the Union. Like that's never been our history. So like to be a cocky Union fan is surreal and feels uh, ironic. You know, it almost feels like we're we're it's like I have weird imposter syndrome right now. <laughs> you know, yeah. but it's like, 
Look, I look at this club and I get disappointed sometimes by score lines that we win because I know that we left some things on the table. You know, I know that we were like, you know, that game against Cincinnati is going to annoy me for years because like, yeah, we got a point out of that. But like it's Cincinnati, bro. If you're that good, you know, get a goal against Cincinnati. Does Cincinnati and let's have move a few on. lucky games or does Philly and New York Red Bull just really suck for losing to Cincy? I think that, I mean, like, I think it's, well, here's the thing. I think, you know, I'll give the union a pass. Cause that was a eight. It was a third game in eight days. Kind of fiasco It was a midweek clash and in, in rainy ass Southwest uh, Ohio. So, you know, I'm going to give them the half pass, but at the same time, like, if you believe you're elite, you need to get that point. You need to get all three points in there. But it's like, then they turn around and they're just like, they shut the hell out of Miami. You know, and they in the, the week before that, they put a four spot on uh, Thierry Henry. So it's just like, yeah, you know, I'm like, mm, I, 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 I feel it. Putting foreign against Thierry Henry right depressing. now. Shout outs, to, shout outs to the lads. I saw you, gentlemen. I saw you, uh-huh. gentlemen. That was depressing yeah. watching that Red Bull game. And it's just like he's not arguing with the red card. He just doesn't give shit already. <laughs> Oh my, that the, the, I like, honestly, as a, your Red Bull experience reminds me of being a Flyers fan. Cause it's just like every time the Flyers get good, but then don't win the cup, we sell our guys and they immediately go and win a cup. Like my favorite flyer of all time is Simone Gagne. And the minute he goes to Los Angeles, he hoists a cup. And I'm just like, good for you, Simone. Good for you. That's how you can tell how long somebody has been a Red Bull fan because we're always all really loud and obnoxious. But then as soon as the playoffs starts, it's like, I ain't talking shit. Nope. I ain't saying anything. (laughs) Shut my mouth. Uh, (laughs) uh, I just like out of nowhere, like the night, like the, so the, the night before the playoffs start ever, I think all Metro fans, all Red Bull fans, we all just have cold sweats and we all wake up to like a little whisper of a ghost in like in the corner of a dark room. It goes, that's so Metro. You just picture tie game like 90 plus six and then Royer just orbits one through the moon. You're just like, yep, that's going to happen, isn't it? To wrap to wrap up the Philly game, like I said before, Andre Blake, he's the best goalie in the league. And I, I need people to stop thinking their opinion matters when they're talking about other goalies. Number two, Q-ball, he, Q-ball is not a good goalie. Go fuck yourself. Brad. You just wait until Kepa comes to the MLS. Oh, God, he's going to be in Miami tomorrow. You know that, right? <laughs> like, that, that's would, exactly what that's going to happen. I'd be there I, for every minute of it. I'm telling you, Big Frank's on the phone with a Bex. He's like, hey, I think I helped you out once or twice <laughs> in our England career. You owe me a favor. You need to get this goalie off my payroll. <laughs> It's your it's your former guy Frank Frank Lampard. You know that goalie you were looking for. Well, watch this. <laughs> but Higuain Higuain overall was fu- really fun to watch. Honestly, like because he does. Like you almost saw the almost bicycle kick goal. Like imagine that's his first goal in the league, man. And at the same time, Overall, I'm telling you right now, I think it's exciting to have Higuain in the league, and I think he's going to have a really good time. I see like almost like a Zlatan thing without like the Zlatan ego, of course. Aaron seems way, way too much. I, I feel I feel bad for COVID. You know, it caught the Zlatan. Oh yeah, COVID. You know, COVID's about to not exist because Zlatan got COVID, and you know he's going to discover the cure. Yep. Aronson yeah, absolutely. is absolutely way too much fun to watch, and yeah, uh, absolutely. And I'm telling you right now. We already talked about it, but Fontana is turning into something really special himself. And ooh, I feel like that's going to be a major talking point in the future. Um, 
even with Miami having the majority of the possession, uh, they just didn't do anything with it. I mean, it's it's. But, and I, I low key, and I was even to belabor the point because obviously I'm a Union fan, so obviously I'm going to want to talk to Union all day. But like, yeah, that's their that's their mentality. The Union have always been a yeah, hold the ball, like have it, you know, hey. enjoy having it, and then we'll just take it and score. You know, that's that's really how that went. We're going to talk about Portland in a minute because Portland literally won, you know, has won cups with that mentality. But now we are going on. We're on our way uh, a little bit further north. We're on our way to Chicago and Soldier Field as the Chicago Fire and their wonderful graphic design team edited a way to beating the Houston Dynamo for nothing. Now we start with Kyle last time. So, Dre, what happened here? I mean... God, watching this game, I, it's just like... It's- I haven't watched a Chicago game in God knows how long. So this was just like, what is even happening? They're like, not bad? What? It was it was genuinely like a pretty interesting game to watch. Chicago played well. Like, I, I don't even know what to say. I don't. I barely know the players, you know? It's not a game I normally Almost watch, as but... weird to say as saying the Union beat two members of Juventus. <laughs> that did happen. Um, Anthony Fontana yeah. went one-on-one with Blaze Matweedy and scored a goal. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Cristiano Ronaldo's watching the... T- Christina, Cristiano Ronaldo's <laughs> watching the TV. Why, why don't we have him? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're gonna block all European channels but, from watching the Philadelphia Union. We need to keep these guys here in the MLS. Go ahead, Dre. But no, that that game was really good. Standout player for me is uh, Fabian Ebers. Like he was nowhere near my radar before, just because, like I said, I, I I really paid attention to Chicago. But that performance that he had really kind of put him on the map for me. And I mean, Chicago fucking got it done, dude. They they played a great game. Former union product, by the way. We actually oh. drafted Fabian. There and he go. played for us for a while. You know, he was, uh, he, we called him Cheese because every time he acted like a cat after he scored. So, <laughs> but no. And, and we knew so, Fabian. Were you guys had run by talent. the Pittsburgh Pirates by any chance? Yeah, you no. Just we have were little the... pieces of your farm team everywhere. So, look, half of Colorado is us. You know, like if you if you look at like Keegan Rosenberry's us, Zach McMath was us down. CJ Sapong was us, you know, down in Miami, the backup goalie uh, McCarthy was us. So the union, it's funny. The Pittsburgh Pirates analogy is 100 percent accurate because we were literally just being like, do you want our slightly above average talent to make your team better? All right, here you go. You know, but yeah. Fabian's Fabian is a quality product and we knew he was capable of this kind of work, but he just, the system that we were trying to implement was not on brand to his product. So the type of player that he was, cause he's truly more of a wing than a nine, but yeah, the kid can play. The kid can totally play. Anything else to add on that Chicago game? Kyle. I, was, I thought Trey wasn't done. My bad. That's the only reason I wasn't talking. I cut Dre Go off. I don't it. care if he had, I don't care if he had more to talk about. We're not talking with Dre anymore, but, but um, I cared. I, I'm a little just more amazed that not only did Houston get a six-game winning streak snapped, it was to the last-place team in the MLS. I swear I love how unpredictable this league is. And the fact that Chicago, the last... And the fact that Chicago, in the first half, by all... For all means and purposes, it probably should have been five goals before the half. An offside goal and a missed penalty. Not a good look for Houston. 
Oh, and I'm telling you that right now. Overall, I mean, Chicago dominated every single factor of this game. Houston, a bit. I, I don't know if you want to blame it on the travel. I don't know if you want to blame it on maybe they had a deep dish pizza we are before getting, the game. You know, I mean, schedule congestion. If you're going to play like that, I'm, just stay on the bus, dude. I'm just thinking, I'm going to blame it on the deep dish pizza, but that's just me. But overall, you can tell that <laughs> Chicago's game plan worked clear as day in this game. Four different goal scorers for their four goals. Uh, little side note, CJ Sapong, for the first time in 2020, got on the uh, the goal sheet, and uh, I, I know Adam's happy about that. CJ Sapong, CJ Sapong, he's banged your sister <laughs> and probably your mom. <laughs> That's oh, cool. God, I love that. God, I love this. That's also so after much. getting his. Pe- <laughs> that's also after getting his penalty blocked, and I think it was called back for what the goalie was off the line or some shit. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah! First oh, penalty, first don't penalty you, was blocked. Don't you dare jump off that line. Okay, not even two centimeters. <laughs> David De will tell you a story. We are now on our way all the way to the other side of the country as Portland took on rival Seattle. Pacific Northwest Derby going on over here. And uh, Portland decided to take Seattle's winning streak and basically just tell them in the nicest way possible. Yeah, you could take your Starbucks and you could just stick it straight up your ass because your winning streak is over. Three straight goals, three straight games with a goal for Yimmy Chara. But Dre, what are we thinking? I mean, one nothing, but Seattle should have had this, this right? Game, this game... This rivalry is like quickly becoming my favorite personal rivalry to watch. Honestly, in, if like easily been the best 2020 year. and you just rewrite the rest of the history of MLS, like this could be El Clasico, Der Clasico, whatever the fuck country is, whatever you want to call it. Like this game is the fucking one. It's the, the not the meth gator derby. It's the uh, opioid oyster derby. Is that what we called it? Is that what we named it? Yes. Um, yes the opioid this, oyster derby. Good God. This game, it was only a 1-0 game, <laughs> but either team could have had it. It was back and forth. Rui Diaz had a couple fucking shots blocked, which is like he's having an off day. And all it takes is one player having an off day, and the other side takes it. One shot, you know, and right at the goal, the other shot went over the net. So th- this rivalry is what you really want as a fan, as a neutral, really. As a neutral, this game is so much fun. This is probably the mo- one of the more fun games uh, outside of the the Philly LAFC game, you know, way back uh, pre-COVID, so entertaining. And honestly, like I'm not gonna shit on Seattle here. They didn't win the game, but this is by no means uh, is a shitty performance. And you know, I'm not gonna hold it against them. You win some, you lose some, but I'm not gonna. Sixty-six percent possession and nineteen to nine on shots. I mean, you can't really blame Seattle very much. I enjoyed it. I think I think Seattle will bounce back. I'm not too worried for him. Oh, no, absolutely. I mean, and it's funny enough that Seattle and Portland, if I'm not mistaken, yep, they are completely tied on points at 24. So, I mean, they're currently right now the two that are representing the West as best as possible. Kyle, did you have anything you wanted to add there? The only thing I really wanted to add is I... Maybe I'm the only one. I don't think I am. How much more exciting this rivalry is because both of the Rolden brothers and both of the Chara brothers playing on at the same time. Even Agreed. better. Agreed. Yeah, I love brother I, on brothers. I love that. 
I wonder if Portland's going to sign Zidane Chara soon then. <laughs> I Didn't I say something? No, I mentioned Zidane Chara in a different context, but yes. I feel oh, like yeah. you've been back and forth with this. I, it was Zidane Chara versus, uh, versus little Connor guy Lee. in the Red Bull. Connor Lee. That's Connor the, Lee. the reference I brought that's up. It. That's it. <laughs> Who's the little guy in the Red Bull? What's his name? Connor oh, Lee, the new oh. Connor Lee, the new fan ambassador or whatever the title yes. of that yeah okay he's drake yeah basically he's, he's drake, drake. <laughs> basically or he's less. drake he's the guy on the sidelines yelling at kevin durant telling him he ain't shit in the nba finals you mean philadelphia owner kevin durant oh yeah hey good shout yeah, out I philadelphia didn't, I didn't, Union owner yeah i didn't even connect That's one to six two. Degree. it's six degrees of kevin bacon man it's all good That's i understand it. yeah no. That's it. And Adam, I mean, hey, anything you want to add on to this game? I love both of those uh, cities and markets as soccer cities because it just makes complete sense, you know, why those two places would make soccer such a big deal. Uh, I've always said if you got more, if you got four teams in your market, MLS is going to have a tough time. You know, it's just going to be, it's going to have a tough, but when you got a place like Portland where it's just like, we have one team, you know, we have, and we love the trailblazers, but they don't really overlap normally. So we're good with that. And you have a system where like Seattle's like, we just lost our soccer team. Yeah. We just got, or we lost our basketball team. Yeah. We got a hockey team, but like, this is a ripe market for that. Me and Matt always joke on the pod that, you know, Seattle and Portland believe they've invented soccer. And, but you know, as a, as a observer, if I could get the Sons of Ben to do one day like Seattle in any capacity, my career is done. I can retire after that. I don't have to be a capo ever again, you know? Uh, dude, when so I like Justin, who formerly was on this podcast, me and him actually had the opportunity of going to see the Red Bull play against Seattle and Portland in the same week. And it's life changing. Those environments are absolutely completely life changing. You walk around some of those supporter groups out there just kind of depresses you as an East Coast fan. The fact that the Portland supporters, the Timber Army, you have to show up nine hours before the game. If you want to be up, like if you want to be in the front row, you have to be there a day early. Like you have to camp out with a chair. You have to sit there and like, is this a Best Buy or is this a soccer field? But that's what I'm saying. Like there have been times I've walked into Red Bull Arena 15 minutes after the game has started. And I'm walking up to the second row of the South Ward. Oh, I mean, dude, I stumble, I stumble belligerently drunk into RBA on a regular basis and end up in the fourth row. And then I end up falling over myself and knocking people over and all kinds oh, of me other and stuff. Alex walk in 15 minutes late because we were trying to chug more beers in the parking lot and we still get down there. Do, do you want me? Kyle do and you... I know the story of the uh, the pocket beer. You got it from the from the parking lot to the entrance. You got a pocket beer. Yeah, you have at least two. Yeah. Do you want me to mention the tarps? I can mention the tarps. We can talk about the tarps. No. Please don't. No, we haven't. The tarps are happening close to the Red Bull. Red Bull had tarps before COVID. I just want everyone to know. We had Red Bull had tarps before it was cool. Before that's the most cool, hipster bro. thing. <laughs> like we had tarps that's, before that's, it was yeah. cool. Okay, you know. No, no. Just, Here's a, and and I love it though because it's just like we have the same vibes in the Sons of Ben. Like three years ago, like like the problem we have with the River End is because it's always historically the cheapest part of the StubHub tickets. We have casual people show up all the time, and we're just like, 
So we're going to be cursing and throwing shit, and there's going to be flags and stuff, and this woman and has like, like, a like six and children. 30, and 30 feet that way is the opposing team, so you guys better be ready. <laughs> yeah, no, and like, I love that, especially when like y'all show up, because like y'all take the whole thing. I love it. <laughs> the, I love it's it. the dumbest thing. No, because it gives the Chester police something more to do other than just protecting one of the most dangerous cities in America, but no, legitimately, we, it's it's a we, good time. We go, to, we go to so many away games, but god damn it, I love Chester, because if I curse at someone over there, I can hear his reply. <laughs> like, He's like, no, no, fuck you. <laughs> like, like, and I love it. I love, I love that it's so close. I, it's the dumbest idea in terms of security detail or anything else, but oh, I yeah. love it. As a fan, I love it. I so for no, go ahead, go ahead. No, I was gonna say four teams. We have to only use cups. Like, we can't bring bottles into our section for y'all, uh, DC United, NYCFC, sorry, NYUFU, and uh, Revs. Because of that, because of only one Red Bull match against the Union where they were throwing bottles back and forth between the sections. So now all perceived rivalry matches. <laughs> I no, no more. I remember that game like it was yesterday. Because <laughs> you're sitting here. Who's the shoe? <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like I'm sitting here, and I'm like I'm a little further back, and I'm just like, oh, they're throwing things at us. Oh, oh, no, we're throwing things back. Oh, I'm sitting here like I didn't pay attention to soccer for like ten minutes. I'm just too busy watching people just throw stuff back and forth. <laughs> I find myself doing that every time we go to Chester because it's always like we'll be watching the game, then all of a sudden I'm like, wait, what did they just say? And then I'm like listening to you guys for like ten minutes. What'd you say about my mother? <laughs> <laughs> Quickly, we're gonna go back to the Portland game, but there's one thing oh, yeah. I can't wait to do is actually have a game where we go into state like we're gonna be able to go back into Subaru Park as away traveling supporters, and I'm gonna see Adam on the capo stand and I'm going to text him. Hey, I'm in row X. I want him to look at me so I can look at him. And in the heat of battle, I just want to do like a nerd wave. No, no you know, I would, you know, I would I actually, I've gotten in trouble for that, but I do that all the time. Cause like when I went, I went to St. Joe's. So half of the people I know are from either New York or Connecticut. So the Red Bull fans are like all the time. And I'm like, and I'm like, I, okay, you all suck. <laughs> Like, uh, that's the moment I can't wait for, because I can't wait for people to be around me, other traveling supporters, be like, did you just wave at their capo? And did he just wave at you back? Yeah, he, dude, we're friends. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Well, your, your dude, uh, oh God, this is Bigly. so embarrassing right now. Pite, Bigly. Bigly, bite-sized, man. I love that guy. Bite, yo, I, I adore I didn't even think of that. I love, I love him. Cause like, it's, it, we kind of just, were just talking. It's like regular shit housing on, I think it was Twitter. And then we just realized, you know, we're both capos. We got war stories, man. Like we, and we're both capos of teams that have been like gently disappointing to us as fans. So it's just like, yo man, you know, that one time where you were in a final and then you lost on penalty kicks. Like, yeah, man, I got those stories too. You know, that sucks. Like, you yeah, know, but at least you guys are doing good. The Red Bull stopped using lube like two years ago. <laughs> They're taking us still out to dinner as of right now. You know, that's what Aronson is. Aronson is foreplay. Like they give us Brendan Aronson and say, do you like this? This is right. This is good, right? This is fun. Overall, that Portland game was sure exciting. (laughs) That was good. Cascadia till I die. Love that stuff. Uh, 
Sean, dude, Steve Clark stood on his absolute head in this game once again, being one of the big, like, again, another goalie who doesn't get enough love in this league. And I believe the goalies need a lot more love. Uh, for the first time in a very long time, Roy Diaz had a very not so MVP game. And I'm still not taking yep. anything away. Yep. I think he is still my MVP front runner. But there were a couple golden opportunities. He just absolutely. I, I don't have the word. Happen, he did happen, mess it up. Happens to the best of them. Happens to the best oh, of them. Oh, and I'm not taking in like that's why I said he's still my number one on my MVP race. But overall, Portland won the way Portland wins with no possession, strong defense, and counterattacking soccer. And Seattle, you you know how Portland plays, and yet they still they played their game plan right into it. But I also expect more from Seattle because they had 19 shots on target in this game. That's ridiculous like the fact that not getting that's into red it. bull levels of not finishing i was about to say that's pretty soon they're sad. gonna pretty pretty soon you know tommy barlow's putting in two goals a game i'm telling you right now i wouldn't be surprised if seattle came knocking on our way oh, yeah. Yeah. i was like, on our way to the north the we are the north uh we spoke about drake before so this is drake's you know homeland toronto upsetting the league leaders in Columbus 3-1, which shakes up the entire Supporter Shield race up to this point. Kyle, you, you've been talking about Columbus all year. What happened to you boys? They didn't the look good. The dramatic, no pause, the dramatic pause was everything. But, like, I think you could say the same thing about a lot of the other games we've talked about. I think it doubled for this game. Toronto, A, Toronto's been winning strange games that they nobody thought they were going to and vice versa. It's all those teams of Canada has been weird this year. And number two, it's just that part of the schedule. The whole thing's really congested and just, you can start seeing that starters are gassed. Dre. I mean, but, um, you, oh, um, oh, you do I'm, have I'm, to I'm, give it up to Jurea though. You do have to give it up to Jurea though, without him getting down that right side pretty much every time that comeback doesn't happen. They don't win that game. And now I got, I got two points. Yeah. I got two points in this game. One. I mean, Josie Altidore, like, welcome back. You got to go second goal of the season. I think so. That's the thing, you know, just seeing Josie. He's too busy. He's like, he, he's too on? busy trying to buy in real salt Lake. Right. And then the second thing is, is just like Kyle said, Richie Larea, young Canadian kid. Everyone's been sleeping on the Canadians until they start showing up and doing stuff. And you're like, whoa, what is this? You know, first it was Alfonso Davies. And then he got a big money contract going out to Europe. And then this game, another player I never heard of, Richie Larea. He's doing super well. There's uh, there's another guy in some other team. I forget his name off the top of my head right now. But, like, the Canadian that players. That guy from that starting, team. He's great. That guy from that team. I'm working on pulling him up right now. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to you know not fumble my words as much, but the Canadian players have been showing up. What's, what's the guy's name? Uh, Buchanan from uh, New England. I think, I'm pretty sure he's a Canadian. And they're, like, doing pretty well. So, you know, hopefully, A, the Canadian national team gets some players to help out Davies. But, no, this game, Larea was impressive, and I think he's a big part of why they won that game in particular, 100%. The We the North. Uh, are, are Toronto legit here? They tend to be, they tend to hang around and be a team that like, like has been like, it's weird to think about the 
the humble beginnings of Toronto being a pretty much doormat in MLS to being like now one of the premier teams and one of the more consistent teams, you know, Toronto waltzed their way into the MLS cup final. Like, it's just like, like why? But like, oh, there they are. They're I mean, just they're, there again. Their Jovenko years were great. So, you know, you had, you had him for a while. I know, and and they just and I mean it makes sense. They are a huge market, you know. Toronto is a very large city. It should have that kind of talent coming into a club if they're investing properly into it. So you know, it's it's cool to kind of just see. I mean, it's annoying as an as an Eastern Conference you know supporter, but it's it's cool to see that they just consistently find ways to compete at a high level. And look, as a Union fan, I'm happy they took down Columbus, but it's like. They have a swagger about them that they just believe now they're in every game and they'll they'll do what is necessary each time. It's it's pretty impressive, honestly. The as Kyle said, the league leaders looked human for the first time all season. In my opinion, Columbus did look absolutely gassed, but I believe it was overall Toronto's game plan. Um, they perfectly counter press. They come, they put on that counter press and they put all that pressure in the midfield, causing a lot of turnovers, which led to all three goals. Josie Altador, welcome back to the MLS. Like Dre said, um, and overall, I mean, really, there's not much Columbus could have done in this game. Toronto played an absolutely perfect game. Just to give you guys a quick supporter shield race update. Columbus coming in at 30 points, Philadelphia and Toronto both tied with 28, Orlando Orlando at 26, and Seattle and Portland coming in with 24. This is not the NBA where the West owns the league. This is Eastern Conference power at its finest with the top 4 teams all being from the East Coast. Way to go, guys. Guys, we have only a few games left in our season before the playoffs start and it's 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 getting tight and that's the way i like it how you doing shrug shoulders hey shrug shrug <laughs> shoulders hide your kids hide your wife hey now adam we yes. have one final segment to get into and we're gonna have you start at first you know the drill you've done this before sir what okay. pissed what pissed you off this week <laughs> Okay, um, what pissed me off this week? Oh, Jesus, man. It's 2020, man. I can't even begin to break that down You have your pick of everything in the world. So. I, wow, wow. Okay, so what pissed me off this week is um, I'm going to make it personal and I'm going to make it on brand, the Philadelphia 76ers. And what pissed me off this week about the Philadelphia 76ers is – and it wasn't even really this week. I think it was last week, but because I haven't been on the pod, I'm going to grandfather it in from last week. I watched one Jimmy Butler, and his name is not James Butler. He's very adamant of telling you that his parents biologically named him Jimmy. Jimmy Butler in the Eastern Conference Finals with the Miami Heat against the Boston Celtics. And as a 76ers fan... Let me tell you, uh, the Boston Celtics are our biggest rivals historically and that we hate them with all our heart. But this whole Jimmy Butler thing gives us weird emotions that we're not really able to describe since he was with us and then he left us. And then he exposed <laughs> how really shitty the guts of the 76ers front office is. But the product's not the thing that I'm upset about. It is the fact that the most expensive man on that team, his name is Tobias Harris. They're paying him $31 million a year. And do you know what he was doing? During the Eastern Conference Finals, he was wine tasting. 
blindfolded. He had a napkin wrapped over his face like a bandana, and he was sampling different glasses of wine and posting it on Instagram while Jimmy Butler was going to the NBA Finals with a bunch of people no one has ever heard of and Bam Abayo. The block heard around the world. Oh, Adam, I'm going to talk more basketball with you. We're, we're, we're going to go in, but we are going to head over. Alex, uh, I'm knocking on the laptop. Uh, I haven't heard you all Hello? podcast. You, you okay, you okay Hello? in there? Can you hear me? It's like every parent answering FaceTime ever. Like, what is it? Is it? Hello? Is it? Is it on? No, 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 mom, mom, put it away, mom, mom, away from your face. Okay, it doesn't need to be that close. Hello. Hello. Alex, what's pissing Uh, you off? What's (laughs) pissing you off this week? Not so much pissing me off, but just disappointed. Uh, Going back to the Red Bull F1 racing team, we just uh, raced in Russia last weekend on Sunday and or yesterday well that was only yesterday um but basically second driver for the red bulls albon alex who have had high hopes for just not performing well once again he started like pole position like 12th dropped down to 15th and to 10th and it's just not what we need currently for our uh, they they should have subbed him out in the 60th and uh, adjusted the lineup put someone else in the midfield you know dude i mean like nine races ago they replaced this guy Gasly with Albon, and now Gasly's racing better than Albon. It's like fuck. That is uh, how F one racing works, right? Our, you our can, boy, you can... our boy. Yeah, you you can like um, it's hard, but yeah, you can like cut contracts and sub out drivers because just Next like podcast, Red Bull soccer, Alex they, they're, there's a. Oh, I can I can talk Alex, about F1 New York Red Bull spent like assholes. Just watch uh, Red Bull F one. Yeah, Kyle, that's you, stupid money. Kyle, oh, you had one bad race. No. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> so, Kyle, besides the fact that you probably had to wear a shirt to work today, what's pissing you off this week? I had to go kind of serious with this one. Um, oh, so, oh. Metal wait, Sucks wait, put out an article pip? today. It's not about the smoker? No, it's not okay. related to that. I figured right, that whole shit out. We'll talk about that later. So, Metal Sucks put out an article today exposing um, a U.S. promoter, John Finberg. If you've ever gone to a show, Enter the Vault, they do Nightwish, Symphony X, uh, over, is, is they used the to do Overkill, guy? Amorphous. Yeah, the bald douchebag with the red hair yes, that kind of I looks like he'd rape you. Yeah, I that guy. There's been years of just people that I know personally coming out and saying over and over again, sexual assault allegations, attempted rape allegations, uh, time he's you know, blatantly gotten people drunk. One one person had vodka poured down their throat and she, within 30 minutes, had alcohol poisoning because he was just trying to get her drunk and get her to have sex is this with him. A, is this a venue promoter or like a... He, he is a band promoter. So like he does these, whoever bands he represents, he'll take care of their US tours. Okay, gotcha. But he's a dick because he gets bands the most money, which is why he still hangs on to a few because he'll... I don't know if bands realize that he's doing this, but basically he'll take your VIP sales and he'll add them to your general admission sales. So he's getting a cut of every kind of ticket you sell, whether you know it or not. But like, he's a shitty so human scumbag. being. And here we yeah, are scumbag. years later, still talking about this. People still giving him money. I'm sorry. Look, 
say, you know, Nightwish. I like Nightwish and Symphony X as much as anybody. I don't need to give that fucker my money, though. Absolutely. And it's kind of sad because like, the main way that I want to support bands now is by going to the show because God knows they barely get any streaming money, barely get any yeah. album sales. So, like, how I want to support bands is going to the shows and knowing that, like, there's a shitty promoter getting money off that is, is annoying. But that's not I'm what I'm just hoping this article blows some shit up and maybe he won't be a thing much longer. And that's the, like, in my closet outside of soccer jerseys is nothing but, like, the same six or seven band t-shirts. And I always get asked by my wife, like, why do you only have these five bands? I go, because these bands are the ones I support more than anything else. And this is one of the few things they actually make money on. So, Dre, what? Yes. Dre, with your amazing Cleveland horns up, Affiance Shout out to Cleveland, Affiance. What's up, Denny, Patrick, all you guys out there. Anyway, so, yes, what's pissing me off this week is not music-related. It is fucking shipping related so next week you guys will not hear me on the pod because i will be out in the fucking mountains of utah with zero cell connection or any kind of connection to the real world because i deserve that and i ordered a bunch of stuff for like you know backpacking camping gear and whatnot um some of it a month ago some of it a week ago and the amount of time it takes for some shit to reach my front door is kind of annoying and th- this one thing in particular, I ordered a pair of like, you know, like camouflage, like hiking pants or whatever, right? They were, I ordered them last Wednesday. Turns out the place they're coming from is Utah. So they were supposed to make it to New Jersey in time for me to put them in my backpack and go back to Utah. It looks like they're not making it. I ordered a whole brand new backpack to like add on extra, you know, because the back I ha- the pack I have now is like a nice day pack, but like a multi-day pack, I ordered a bigger one. Turns out that's not that's on back order, not making it in time. So I gotta just shove a bunch of shit into this one. And yeah, just the combination of shipping on back order, shipping late. I'm just like, homie, I'm trying to do this right, and you're making it very difficult. So it's hey, just generally I'm pissed when shit comes late. Dre. What do you what are yeah. you hunting for? Elk. Well, I'm not hunting. The other, it's just four of us going. The other three are actually hunting. I didn't get a tag this year. Who knows about God the future, damn it. Hey, if you I get a tag, your pants are still in Utah. Yeah, dude. He's going to go get like one of the most exotic meats possible. Hey, I didn't get a tag. I, I'm just going to go with them and fucking hunt. If I get, if, no, listen, if they get some, if they get an elk, I'm getting some meat and I'll make it for the next tailgate. You believe you me. I'll make some. Yeah, no, no, no. That's not, that's not, that's yeah, not yes. tailgate. That's not tailgate meat. Yes. That is a Red Bull game between us four. Yes, that that too. Fine. What's pissing me off this week? Two things. One, I bought a new smartwatch. Doesn't connect to my phone. Really upset because I need a watch. Number two, Peacock. Fuck Get Peacock. Apple products. Fuck, fuck NBC. You damn. You're still going money. on about that delay time? No, it's not even that. Like. If you're going to put all the games on a streaming, like, this is where I'll never bitch at ESPN+. Plus. Every MLS Oh, I got game. a fucking gripe with, MLS, uh, with, with ESPN+, Plus, but I'll, that's next week or next time. ESPN+, Plus, every single MLS game outside of the ones in your area are on there. It doesn't matter. They're all on there. It's not a, ooh, some are on this week. Oh, no, some will be on the TV. Some will be this. Some will be that. 
if you want to watch every single Premier League game, you need to now be on three separate streaming services. You have to pay for NBC through your cable provider. You have to buy NBC Gold. And you now have to buy Peacock. To watch the Premier League, it's, it, it's going to cost you $30, $40 a month. Peacock is a fucking joke. <laughs> I'm literally looking at Peacock. Like, I'm looking at the Peacock headquarters. I'm literally right next to Comcast 2, where they launched Peacock. Can you, can you do us a favor, Adam? I think Matt would appreciate it if you took a tomato, opened your window, and just threw it at them. Well, because I'm a lovely Comcast payer, because they obviously let no one else in Philadelphia have any form of the cable market share, I gave it for free. Huh. No. Well, fuck you. No, I'm telling you. <laughs> That's fair. So, That's fair. So, so now I mean, I, have, I get it for free too. I'm not complaining. I have three reasons to go to Philadelphia now. One, visit Adam Booth, who's my new best friend. Two, get delicious cheesesteaks. And three, I'm personally going to walk over to Peacock and I'm going to be the motherfucker who knocks. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a, I'm a be real with you. Roast pork sandwiches are better than cheesesteaks. So if you want the like the very like here's the thing, big cheesesteak guy, obviously. But if you're looking for the culinary delight of Philadelphia, it is the roast pork sandwich. That's okay, cool. So that's the wasn't, that, wasn't that also on Man vs. Food? Wasn't that like the, yeah? Okay, I got. I haven't checked that out yet. I got to get that one. For the Denick's where he goes to is a staple. The guy who he does the interview with is still there running the place. It is obviously worth it, and that whole area is open now it's like reading terminal and all that in philly is completely open again so everyone i mean obviously social distancing mask but they've opened that up so if you want to come get your uh your culinary delights we're here for you on that front but yeah but the roast pork is the one that slaps between the philly beer and the philly food and adam booth i have many reasons to go see philly but you're gonna have to hear that next time and before we wrap up, Adam, once again, thank you for being our first returning thank you, thank guest. You. And I'm telling you right now, we've already had the conversation for the 1,000, 2,000, 8,000 episodes we're eventually going to have. You will be on many more times. Oh <laughs> plans, Alex yells at us when we go over time, and then Adam comes on. It's just like, just fucking turn the watch off. It's not. Gonna oh no, no. Yeah, no! This is the first. This is the first episode I did not hit the the stopwatch because I, there's no fucking point. I'm like, oh, Adam, you just on. knew. Right. So I'm gonna be on until eleven o'clock at least. At least eleven o'clock. We're not gonna time this. Our Damn. analytics are gonna go to shit. It's all right, Adam. We love it. They like me. They really like me. <laughs> we like you so much that you're, you're going to fuck up our podcast analytics and we're not even going to It's okay. Look, we never even got into Fusion Talk, but it's okay. <laughs> so we're going to put that down in the morning? <laughs> that's, a, that's when when i start my fusion podcast i'll bring you guys all back on let me get down to the real brass tacks oh, hit fuck scan yeah. hit and, scan and then, <laughs> i was gonna say then we're gonna 1v1 tracer Oh, don't don't you start me. Even though I'm more of a diva myself, you know. Since we kept you long enough, we're gonna give you a chance to uh plug yourself so if you wanna throw those in. Oh yeah. Uh SOB the pod, literally on all socials. It's uh um Twitter, Instagram, um what's the other one I'm forgetting? It's not I mean, Facebook. Facebook. Well yeah, Facebook. What is like a third one? Anyway. Spotify? 
Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. So we're on um, pretty much anything you can get a podcast on. We pretty much just saturated it. Spotify is our, our main one. You can subscribe, like, subscribe, five, you know, all that fun shit. Um, we are going to do a – actually, we're doing the pod tomorrow. We're going to just the three of us tomorrow. We're going to do a nice wrap-up of what we were basically talking about in this pod with me today, which is me more excited and probably two more rants in there, you know, because I got other thoughts on other things, probably the Sixers. <laughs> um but yeah, you know, and uh, I'm that's Adam Booth on Twitter. I'm Booth Review on Instagram, and I'm I'd like a booth on Snapchat. So <laughs> that's a good one. On you right there now. <laughs> Those are the names to follow. But guys. <laughs> Quick reminder, thank you once again for listening to Post and Pints. You can find Post and Pints on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Patreon now. It's behind the scenes from our current episode are on there now. And I really, I, I'm upset that you're not watching it because I'm telling you right now, it's worth the price to pay. As well, we are also now on Discord. Discord, you want to you talk about anything MLS with us at any point in time? Kyle? will not wear a shirt. I promise you that as he's answering your MLS tweets. Guys, once again, your tweets from my house. I'm not wearing a shirt. (laughs) From Alex, Kyle, Dre, and the famous Adam Booth. My name is Matt. Once again, thank you guys for listening to the Post and Pints this week. That's episode 36 is in the books. It's done. It's over. It's gone. Everyone, wave to the pretty people. Bye. Where all those armists wasn't the problem people at. What's up, everybody? It's Dre, and thanks for listening to another episode of Pose and Pints. We appreciate the support. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. All of our social media is at Post and Pints. We are also launching soon a Patreon, so definitely check that out to support us. Make sure you tell your family or friends to support us. Remember, the banter is free, and the wet-ass P-word is not included. <laughs> Cheers.